wherever you're listening from, we pray this message inspires you to love strong, shine bright, and live free. Hey, well, uh, as as we just jump jump into the message um, this morning, I wanna I wanna talk to anyone today who is waiting on something, maybe maybe from God that you've not yet seen fulfilled. Anyone got something? Just you know, to tell me what it is. But anyone waiting on a promise from God? Come on, a few of us are. Anyone, anyone got a dream that you're holding on to that you've not yet seen come to pass? Man, I, I certainly have. Any, how many have found themselves at, at times while you're, while you're waiting a little antsy, you know, like, like a, little, a little impatient with the speed in which some of these things are coming to pass? You know, I can get a little, little impatient. How, how many have realized that God's timing is not always our timing? I've found that God seems to not be in a hurry when it comes to the promises for my life. <laughs> I don't know what that's, what that's about, but he's not always in a hurry. Listen to this. The Bible says this. You don't need, uh, you don't need to turn to it. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. I'm going to have to jump forward a bit there. Let's see if this works. No, it's not. This, this is not Gary's All right. This is mine. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe it's going to come up on the screens later. I've just wrecked my punchline. It says this in Ecclesiastes 3.11, that God, can you see that here? I don't know if you can, uh, uh, Gary. That God does everything just right and on time. God does everything just right, Ecclesiastes 3.11, but we don't always understand what his timing is. But his timing is perfect. Right, like we, we can't fathom God's timing, but listen, His timing is perfect. And if you're taking notes this morning, I've entitled this message, Doing the Limbo. Doing the Limbo. And I had to make the, this message a little bit unforgettable or memorable. So, well, we've got it going. Nice and loud. All right. All right. Everybody, disco limbo. that for a sermon prop, Haneana? If you've ever noticed, but life sometimes can feel like we are living in a state of, of limbo. A lot of life is spent in limbo. It's that, that place where you kind of feel like you're, you're caught between two places and it's unclear what and when things are going to happen. Anyone kind of found themselves in that kind of place? Maybe right now you're in that kind of, kind of state. kind of feel like that that is kind of where we are at right now as a church in some ways. We've got this great vision, the, this great dream to, that we feel God is leading us out of the city and into, into community, into to Hunanui. We believe God's calling us to do that. I, I believe something significant is coming. Something significant God is purposing and planning for this house, this expression. But you know, right now it feels like we're in a bit of limbo. We're kind of, we're kind of, we're waiting a little bit. And I have discovered that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of life exists between the high points of answered prayer and promises coming to pass. 
There's a whole lot of our life that happens in between those places, right? Life is not just one big answered prayer and high point, is it? There is a whole lot of in-between space, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of limbo. And I'm discovering that a lot of life happens when you're waiting for God to bring about the things He's called for you to do. A whole lot of life happens when we are waiting for something from, from God. And I've really, I've really begun to notice how much of life, maybe it's just my life and not yours, but how much of life is spent waiting. How much of it is, is, is spent waiting. Like I, I have to wait ages sometimes to use the bathroom at our house because there's way too many females in, in my home and they just, they just take my bathroom and the other, other bathroom. And I had to wait in a queue at Countdown yesterday when we were getting uh, the groceries. I don't know, does this happen to you? You, you strategically pick, right, the line you think is going to go through fast, and as soon as you arrive, something goes wrong with the person in front of you. Does that ever happen to you at the supermarket? <laughs> Just me. I can't, I can't believe that. But... um. Dr. Seuss says this, and we're having trouble with the slides, so you're just going to have to listen. He says this, waiting for the fish to bite, or waiting for wind to fly a kite, or waiting around for Friday night, or waiting perhaps for the Uncle Jake, or a pot to boil, or a bit of break, or a string of pearls, or a pair of pants, or a wig with curls, or another chance. Everyone is just waiting. And it doesn't it feel like that sometimes, that we're just kind of waiting for stuff? You know what? You know, maybe... Maybe it's waiting in the bathroom or waiting in traffic or waiting for an appointment to, to get somewhere. That, that's, that's one thing, isn't it? But, but waiting for God is a whole other issue. Waiting for Him to come through. Waiting for God to answer our prayers. It, it's a, that's a whole, whole bigger issue. Waiting for God to come through. Waiting for His promises to come. That's, that's not so easy. In, in the scriptures, in just the Psalms alone, we, we read about King David, who's the author of many of the Psalms, and he mentions a lot about waiting for God. And, and uh, here's just some of these that would have come up on the screen. Psalm 25, verse 5, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all day. Psalm 27 verse 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalm 33 verse 20, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 37 verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. There's a whole lot of waiting for God here. Psalm 130 verse 5 to 6, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits and in His word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. There's a whole lot of waiting on God waiting for God. Man, I've got some things I'm waiting for God for, waiting on God to see, do some dreams that are not yet yet realized in, in, in my life, things that I'm waiting waiting to see. And, and maybe maybe you're in this space too in many ways. You're, you're in, a, in a time for, not maybe everything, but in some things you're, you're waiting, waiting for Him. You're waiting for God to answer a prayer. You're waiting for clarification on a particular issue. You're waiting on God for direction for the course of your life. Maybe you're waiting for an opportunity to come. Maybe you're waiting for healing. What, I don't know. What Maybe you're waiting for, for breakthrough. See, what often happens in waiting is, guess what? We start doubting, right? 
We start doubting the promise in the, in the, in the pathway of, of waiting. We start doubting whether maybe we even ever heard his voice. We're like, man, I don't know, I've been waiting so long. Did I actually hear right? My, did I actually really hear, hear him? Was, was it just my imagination? Was this just wishful, wishful thinking? I've been waiting for, for so long. And what happens is we start to lose hope. We start to get discouraged. And some of us even give up. We let go of the promise and we, and we give up. And, you know, I kind of wrestled with, with some, some, around some things I believe that God's promised me. And I'm like, man, have I missed it? Is, have, I, have I let it go some, somehow? Do, do I not have what it takes, God, for some of these promises? Like, what should, should I have eaten cornflakes and not wheat bix for breakfast this morning? What, what have I done wrong? And it's amazing the things, the thoughts, the questions that you have internally about some of those things when you are doubting. But I've begun to discover some stuff about waiting. And if you're like me and patience is not one of your greatest strengths, you're like me, you kind of pray like this, God, give me patience and give it to me right now. But here's here's the thing. Listen, there's nothing wasted in waiting on God. There's nothing wasted on waiting for Him. I sat and waited for my haircut on, on Tuesday. What do you think? I, I go to one of those. Thanks, thanks very much. Uh, I, I, went, I go to one of those, uh, just turn up, you know, no appointments necessary, barbers. And, and uh, it's, it's really great. You just show up. It's exactly like the the Warren of Fitness place down the road, except they don't cut here. It's the same kind of deal. You just show up. You don't have to make an appointment. You don't book your car in. You just, you just turn up. And, you know, normally I drive, I drive past the barber and I, I drive past the Warren of Fitness place and I just look inside first to see how many other people are there before me. And if it looks too busy, too full, I just keep on driving, right? And I come, come back another, another time. Why? Because I hate waiting rooms. I really dislike waiting. Waiting rooms feel like a complete waste of time. Anyone with me in that? You're just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for the reason why you went in there in the first place. Why do waiting rooms have like the worst selection of magazines? Like you're pulling through this, oh, what's this? A 1985 version of Reader's Digest? Fantastic. Woman's Day? Oh, great. Woman's Weekly. The Australian Woman's Weekly. Your house and garden. Sorry, ladies, but boy. And no one ever talks in a waiting room, do they? We kind of just sit there doing our, doing our own thing. We, we sit there and, and we wait. We, we wait. Waiting on God. Waiting for God is never wasted. We view waiting as a waste of time, but listen, not in God's economy. Not in God's economy and tell you why. In fact, there's, there's actually something really important in waiting that we will only learn there. There are some things that God does in us, God does through us that in waiting, that we will never have done for us, that will never never come out of us in any other situation apart from waiting waiting for Him. And it's in these, these seasons that, that God is really, really interested in because we often, we often want His promises, right? but we don't want the process. Come on, I'm preaching good this morning. Someone respond. We often want the promises of God, but we don't want the process. 
We, we, when do we, when, what do we want? We want His promises. When do we want them? Now. We want His promises, but we don't want to have to go through the process of, of getting them. There is a relationship I've found between waiting and being transformed. We think about it. It, it. It's in waiting that our faith is tested, right? Anyone had their faith tested in waiting? Like, God, you just got to push in. It's in waiting where our motives are purified. You know, I wanted this thing, but God's taken me through a journey, and my I, I get to pre-prioritize the things that really count. It's in waiting where our cal- character is, is developed. You're not going to get that anywhere else. James 1.4 says this, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let patience have its perfect work. How does patience have its way out? While you wait. While you wait for the promises that are surely going to come. Some of you are in a place, I believe, of testing right now. You're in a season of testing right now. You're waiting, and maybe, I don't know, you don't know how much longer you can hold out for that that particular thing. You feel like maybe giving up or maybe walking away from your dreams. You wonder if prayer is just a waste of time because, you've, you know, it doesn't feel like God is answering any of your petitions. And you, you know, you may think this is pointless, but listen, your waiting room is God's work room. Your waiting room is God's workroom. What God will do in the waiting room of your life is incredible. And it's precious and it's good. Your waiting room is God's workroom. It's the place where He is fashioning and forming and developing something significant inside you like character. He's making you into the person that He wants you to be. Listen, you got to know that maybe the point of the process is to get you to the promise. I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. (laughs) Maybe the point of the process, the point of waiting is actually to get you to the place, to the promise that God has. Think about some of these Old Testament examples like Joseph. Joseph in, in the Old Testament, he had the promise, didn't he, given to him of great leadership, great authority. Joseph had dreams about leading not only his own family and his, his brothers, but leading a nation. And then he was thrown in a pit, sold into slavery, and locked in prison. And he had a huge waiting period. Yet how many know that it was the process actually brought him to the promise? Right? It was the process. The process was the pathway to promise. That's how God had actually ordained and destined it to come, come about. I, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting prison's a great place for anyone, right? But, but, but don't try and fast track the process to get to the promise because often the promise will come out of it. Sometimes, often the promise will be because of the pathway, the process that he has you on. Proverbs 20, 21 says this, an inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. It's a great proverb against gambling. An inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. There are no shortcuts to God's promises. I mean, we want them now. We want God to do all the magical stuff right now in our lives. But listen, he's got to do something in in our lives first. I I just feel like when I was praying about this this morning, that there's maybe someone here right, right now today, or maybe listening online a little later, that you've stopped dreaming about something. 
You stop dreaming about things that God's put on your heart. Maybe not because of disappointment, not, not because of a, a lack of patience, but because you believe God has changed his mind about you and the promise. It's been, it's been so long that you felt, well, God's just, just stopped. He's given, he's given up on me. It's like you've formed this belief about God that he's got tired of waiting and moved on. He's got tired of waiting. But I, I just want to remind you of something this morning. That God delays are not God denials. And some of us are thinking about some of these promises that we've not yet seen come to pass. And we're thinking God's obviously said no. Listen, God delays are not God denials. Just because your dream is delayed doesn't mean it's denied. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't necessarily mean God said no. There's this, there's this obscure passage in the book of Habakkuk. Don't turn there. Uh, chapter 2, verse 2, it's often, uh, often quoted about vision, and it says this, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run with it who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. I love how it says, though it tarries, and then a few verses later it says, it will not tarry. Like which, which one is it? Is it, is it delayed or, or, or isn't it? See, often what feels like a delay to us is just God's timing, which is now. He's never late. We just think he is, right? And, and in the apparent delay, we can come to the conclusion that he's changed his mind about what he said he would do. But listen, he's not given up on you. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on the, on the promise. What we do in the season of waiting, what we do while we, while we are doing the limbo is crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Here's four things. Let's make sure I've got the right amount of fingers up. Here's four things that we need to remember in a season of waiting because I don't think we just to twiddle our thumbs and sit around doing nothing. There's such a thing as active and passive waiting on God. Let me just mention these uh, very quickly. Number one is remember his faithfulness. Remember his, when you are in a state of limbo, when you are waiting while you wait, remember his faithfulness. Find ways, do whatever you can to celebrate his faithfulness. Look back, remember. Listen, it's so important as believers that in our history with the Lord that we have created and that we are creating marker posts. Memorial stones, which, which remind us of his goodness, which we can draw upon when we need it. Times and places in our lives where, where God came through in our past, whether it be an answered prayer, where he showed himself faithful in, in our life. And, and if it's not in your life, if you can't think of anyone, then find someone else's testimony and meditate on that. And draw upon it when we need it. In that waiting time, we remind ourselves, God, you are faithful. You've come through before, you'll come through again. What you've said you'll do because I've seen your faithfulness. I would have lost hope unless I'd believed in the goodness of God and the land of the living. Times and places. So important that in our season of limbo, while we're waiting, we don't neglect to feed off who he is. His character doesn't change. Number two. You've got to also respond with gratitude. Don't just, not, not just remember his faithfulness, but we've got to respond with gratitude. Don't focus on what you don't have or what's not happening. 
which is what we often do while we wait. Why is this not happening? Why is this not in my life right now? Listen, you've got to respond in your season of waiting with gratitude. It's, it's, in fact, I would say it's, it's our ability to recognize and acknowledge God's hand at work in our lives, even when it's really small and we can hardly see it, is often the way to seeing greater things. Jesus said, if you will be faithful in a little, you'll be faithful in more. If we can be thankful in the little things, that will lead to greater things to be thankful for. Come on. God will release more. Number, number three, remain surrendered in your time of waiting. When you are doing the limbo, remain surrendered to Him. It's really tempting in waiting to take matters into our own hands regarding God's promises. This, this is a big one. Maybe you're not connecting here, but it is really tempting. Listen, another story in the Old Testament of Abraham and Sarah, advanced in age. God gives them the promise. How old were they? Real old. That they would have a child and that that child would become the seed for a nation to be born. That's the nation of Israel. And you may know the story. They waited and they waited and they waited even though they were so old. And what happened? They decided to take it into their own, their own hands. And Ishmael was born. Hagar, uh, Sarah's handmaiden, gave birth to Ishmael. And without going into it, Ishmael was not part of God's promise. That led to a whole other group of people, right? It's so tempting to take matters into our own hands concerning God's promises, but you've got to stay surrendered, stay connected to God. Abide in the vine and you will bear much fruit in your life. Number four. Realize what you can. Do what you can. Realize what you can. Number one, remember his faithfulness. Two, respond with gratitude. Three, remain surrendered. And four, realize what you can. See, waiting for God doesn't always look like sitting on your butt. It doesn't just look like twiddling your, your thumbs and doing nothing. There are some things God will not do for us. And there are some things that we can do for ourselves. We, we did a whole uh, series of messages last term on movement, how God is actually attracted, drawn to our action steps. The book of James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. God is drawn to our action steps. Remember that his promises are invitations, right? His promises are invitations for us to move toward that thing. There are some things that God won't do for us. Remember that you can do what you can and he'll do what you can't. When it comes to the fulfillment of those things, I'll let you fill in the blanks of whatever that looks like. In, in Acts chapter 1, and I'll, I'll begin to wrap this up this morning. Maybe, Matt, you could come and do something great on that guitar. Acts chapter 1, and I'll, I'll just finish with this. Acts 1 records the final moments that the disciples have with Jesus. He's, he's already been resurrected. He's in resurrection form, but he's yet to have ascended to heaven. There's this moment of time before he, he ascends to heaven. And, and Luke, the author of the book of Acts, tells us that the disciples and Jesus, they were sharing a meal together. That must have been an amazing one. Jesus just came through the wall and opened the door or anything. And, and, uh, 
and they're having this meal together and the conversation turns to the future, the time when Jesus would be gone, which would happen in, in just a few passages later. And you've you got to know the disciples have been commissioned at this stage. They've been given instructions to preach the gospels to the entire earth. They've seen themselves some incredible things in the name of Jesus. And yet Jesus' final words to them is what? To wait. He says to them in Acts 1 verse 4, wait, wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, which would come not many days after. By the way, that day that he was talking about, Acts chapter 2 verse 1, was the day of Pentecost, which we're actually celebrating today. Today is the day of Pentecost. Woohoo! Shakabanda. Let's put that disco music back on. But I can't help but kind of imagine that the disciples, having been commissioned, having been empowered, were itching to go, were ready to get out of Jerusalem. After all, it was the place where a whole lot of dodgy bad stuff had just happened. You know, the crucifixion of Jesus, all of that. They would have been wanting to get the heck out of Jerusalem and start doing the stuff that Jesus had called, called them to do. But Jesus knew without the weight, the promise wasn't possible. Come on, without the waiting, the promise wasn't going to happen. It must have felt like limbo to wait, but God was preparing to do something great. And most of you will know the story. Turn the page to Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. The disciples are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit like tongues of fire resting upon them. 3,000 people's souls were added to the Lord that day alone because of the words of the disciples. A powerful, powerful time which we get our... Pentecostal roots from, praise God. But what is He preparing for you in your waiting? What is God doing right now while you wait? While it feels like you are doing the limbo, while you, while you are, are, are waiting, what is He getting ready to do? It's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. I feel like God is preparing us for something great here. I really, I really do. It feels at times we're in limbo, but I get the, a great sense that things are about to change. That God is like pulling back the arrow. So you've been waiting, but you get ready to go. I'm going to fire you out of this place and into community. And you're going to see my great hand at work. We're going to see things we've never seen before. Nothing's wasted in waiting. Don't neglect the process. Because the point of the process is to get you to the promise. God delays and not God denials. Would you bow your heads? I just want to pray. And then we're going to have the notices and stuff. Father, I thank you. And I just pray for anyone right now who feels like they're in a state of limbo. They're in between two places. They feel like you've got some things for me. There's some stuff you're shown me, there's some things you've spoken to me about, but right now I feel like I'm in that in-between place, I've not yet apprehended, I'm not quite there help us God to process well in our time of waiting our timing's not your timing, but God we know that your ways are perfect and right, so we surrender, we remain in you put ourselves in a place where we, God, acknowledge that, yep, this feels like limbo, but God, I see your hand at work. 
And I know that you are faithful and that you will do what you said you'll do. I speak to every promise over people this morning, over hearts and lives, every dream that's not yet been fulfilled, every promise that's been spoken that hasn't yet come to pass. God, I speak to every, every promise in this building that is not yet fulfilled. And I thank you for its coming. I thank you for its passing. I thank you for its fulfillment. I thank you that you are God and you do not lie. I thank you that you'll do what you've you've said because you are faithful and you are trustworthy. And for everything, God, we push in the process. We push into the process. We push in knowing that it will lead to the promise. God, let us not fall short. Let us not pull out. Let Let us not eject or give up right in the moment of our breakthrough. I thank you, God, that for some of us, that breakthrough is just around the corner. It's waiting for us. If we would only persevere, if we would only, God, focus on being persistent and patient and letting your perfect will have its way in our lives, we'd see those things. And I thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for Aspire. I thank you for this small expression in the center of this nation that God, you've got great plans and great purposes, that you've got great fruit that you wanna see out of this. Lord, have your way. Let us process well through transition. Let us process well into this new season that you're calling us to step into. We acknowledge you. We pray, Lord God. We don't sit around. We pray all the stuff that's gotta happen will happen in Jesus' name. We thank you for your grace and your hand upon this, but Lord, we wait because you're faithful and you'll do what you said you'll do. In Jesus' name, every person here, we thank you. Thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information about Aspire Church, find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Or check out our website, aspirechurch.org.nz. We'd love to see you on Sundays, 10 a.m., 101 Hardy Street.